Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We've got a very fun show in store for you. I got a very good guest. I'm excited to have her on today. But of course, first we have, as always, our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham to kick us off. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Have I ever told you about the law of relevance? It goes like this. No matter how sacred or tired or ill you are, no matter how lost or confused or desperate you become, no matter how lonely, depressed, or cranky you feel, if you just do what you can with what you have from right where you are, it will always be enough. Pretty good odds, huh? Your legal beagle, the universe. (laughs) We love our quotes from Mike Dooley and the universe, showing us that, uh, you know, we can have some fun. And in the process, trying to remind us that it doesn't really matter. Well, not that it doesn't matter, but the important part is not the state that we're in necessarily, But it's that if we do what we can, in other words, maybe, you know, we're, we're not able to, let's say, take care of somebody else uh, the way we feel we should, or maybe we're not taking care of ourselves the way we feel we should, but it's the most we can do at the moment. Or when we're trying to be a little more positive or a little more, uh, uh, feeling safe or a little more hopeful, but it doesn't quite feel like we're being hopeful enough. It's always enough because where we are in the moment, regardless of how, uh, um, what do I want to say? Regardless of, of how little it may feel to us, as long as it's what we can deal with at the moment, that's all the universe expects from us. It's doing our best with what we have in the moment. And it doesn't mean we have to be perfect. It doesn't mean that we have to, you know, get everything right all the time. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, we're, we're always going to be on top of our game. Hey, we're human beings. We do the best we can with what we have And that is enough. It is always enough. The universe is not expecting anything more from us than that. And I think the reason why, um, now this is not to say that we can't do a little bit more. This is not to say that we can't strive to be more hopeful, that we can't strive to be better, that we can't strive to, you know, as we increase our awareness and we're more aware of things that we could do, it doesn't mean that we we shouldn't strive to do better. But what it means is we can stop beating ourselves up for like, oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda, oh, if I had only done this, or if I would only done that, or oh, I really, I should have done that. No, there's no shoulds, and there's no woulds. It, look, if you could have done better, we would have done better. If, if we were capable, whether it was emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, to do more, to be better, we would have. 
and the really important lesson about that is it's not just about us. Anybody else, if they could have done better, they would have. We're all trying to do the best that we can. Now, from someone else's perspective, it might not seem like we're doing the best we can, but they're not in our bodies. They're not in our hearts. They're not in our minds. They're not in our souls. Nobody can really judge. And sometimes we can't even judge ourselves for how much we could do or should do or would have done because we're all a product of so many experiences, so many uh, 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 relationships, so many interactions, and so many thoughts, so many emotions, that we are so complex and so intricate that we really don't fully understand everything that goes into what causes us to make a decision, what causes us to be a certain way. Excuse me. What causes us to sneeze. Um, So, hey, I think it's time for us all to like just cut ourselves some slack. Okay. Pretty good odds, huh? Yep. That's what the universe says. So I'll go with the universe. All right. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Have you heard of buyer's remorse? I'm sure you all have. I'm sure you've all experienced it. It really could be more accurately called desirer's remorse. Desirer's remorse is having a desire but not maintaining the vibrational frequency of it. You are letting the reality that you are observing control your vibrational atmosphere and therefore you are not staying up to speed with your own desire. Your desire isn't wrong. You didn't make a mistake. You just didn't stay up to speed with your desire. Abraham. Hmm. So this is a good one. I don't think I've had this quote on before from Abraham. Um, And I believe what Abraham is saying here is that, you know, let's just take a, a typical uh, situation where you get buyer's remorse, right? You, you buy a nice dress for yourself, a new set of clothes, a car, a refrigerator, you know, whatever it is. You, you buy some, you make some purchase. And you enjoy it for all of about 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it, maybe it's too short, it's too tall, it makes too much noise, it's not the right color. And all of a sudden you start second-guessing yourself. And all of a sudden you start seeing all the little imperfections. And so what Abraham is saying here is that you desired this thing. There was something about it that made you say, mm, yeah, that's what I want. And then once you had it, we didn't really take the time to stay in alignment with that desire of wanting to have it because now it's in front of us. So now all of a sudden we start feeling all these little feelings of, you know, why it's not perfect, why it's not really the thing we want, you know, it's not, you know, looking as good as we wanted or expected. And all of a sudden there's like, you know, all of these, these feelings and thoughts coming in about why it's not the ultimate perfect thing that it was, you know, just an hour ago. And so the way Abraham, I believe what's it kind of in here or implied is here is Abraham is basically saying, hey, if you want to avoid that, it's about staying in alignment with that desire, that feeling of why you got it in the first place. What was it about that new partner <laughs> that you really liked? What was it about this new situation, the new job, uh, the, the new town you moved to? You know, whatever it is, what was it about it that made you? really say, mm, this feels really good to me. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to buy. And I believe what Abraham is saying is that the longer we can stay in alignment with that original desire that we had before we um, actually had it in our possession, the longer we stay, that we stay in that 
feeling in that, uh, as, as Abraham calls it, vibrational atmosphere, that then that buyer's remorse doesn't have to creep in. We don't have to start second-guessing ourselves. We don't have to start saying, oh, this isn't really what I want. Oh, it's not the, you know, all of that nonsense. We can just look at it, observe it, remember what it was like when we were desiring it and keep that desire alive. And this is true. Again, I don't care if it's a house, a car, a person, a school you got into, a new, new, new location you moved to, whatever it is. Now, this is not to say that maybe there might not creep in some thoughts about, oh, where I used to be, who I used to have, what I used to have. That was nice, too. Great. Appreciate them both. There is nothing that brings us more into vibrational harmony with who and what we really are than gratitude. So if you've got something new that replaced something old, appreciate them both. That old thing served you well for so long. And even if it only served you well for a short period of time, appreciate how it served you during that time. Awesome. Wonderful. So two kind of interesting, kind of different thoughts of the day from the universe and from Abraham. I hope you enjoyed them. I know I did. I see Sanaya, loyal listener Sanaya on the Facebook Live. Thank you, Sanaya. Welcome to the show. Glad you enjoyed the quotes. And now it is my pleasure to introduce to you uh, Lucy Gable. Uh, Lucy has over 20 years of advanced economic, uh, academic excuse me, and professional experience in both leadership and human health. She's held leadership roles at the Department of Defense and for private companies and has been an entrepreneur and a startup founder. She holds a master's degree in business administration from Johns Hopkins University. Hey, you know, that's a good school. And a master's in exercise physiology with an emphasis on genetics. Ooh, interesting. From the University of Maryland. Four years of study in nutrition and dietetics at the University of Maryland and a bachelor's degree in physical and psychological health. She specializes in teaching leaders how to be impactful, balanced, and most importantly, to model effective behavior for those they lead. Lucy's, Lucy's unique approach to food and lifestyle has generated boosts in energy and vitality she and her clients never thought possible. Uh, in her new book, which I have right here, Eat to Lead, woohoo! Man, this virtual background makes it difficult sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Lucy shares her secrets to unlocking the power of food, improving your leadership abilities, and changing how you look, think, and feel. In as little as six weeks, you can be eating smarter and experiencing how food can help start your day strong, having long-lasting energy, make better decisions, stay focused, and sustain good moods. And it is my pleasure to welcome Lucy to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, Lucy. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me. Ah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, It's been a while. You know, I don't usually delve too much into like the quote unquote health aspects of stuff because I'm actually looking to try and get a show on the network that really talks about health. Um, Just because I have so many people coming to me, I like to stick to more on the spiritual and the consciousness side of things. But I do think we do need to be conscious of what we put in our bodies because as the old expression goes, you know, it's our bodies are temples, right? And and how we take care of our temples really reflects um, how well we're able to show up in life, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, It's relevant in everyone's life every day. And we can see it and feel it if we pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now, I'm just curious, you've, you've kind of been into health and exercise and all this stuff for like a long, long time. Was this something that was a kind of part of your life growing up? Was this something that like your parents kind of that this value of health was something imbued with you when you were very young or was this something that developed uh, when you got a little bit older? Great that you asked because a lot of people think that it must have been that. It must have been the first thing. I must have grown up knowing how to take care of myself in an optimal way, you know, or had a family full of fit people or athletes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or 
talked around the table about how food affects our mind, you know, but that's not at all what happened. I, I grew up um, very modest means. My dad was uh, uh, psychology um, in getting his doctorate in psychology for a really a long part of my childhood. And so we lived uh, basically trying to eat as much as we could to be satisfied, you know, <laughs> get the calories that we needed. Right. And then as a teen, I read magazines as a young teen. That's what basically I learned about food from. And uh, I finally really dove in later in life after I had, well, I had gone to my first degree was pre-medicine. So I started uh, learning about medicine, okay. but I also learned about the amazing abilities of the human body and how mm. it takes care of itself when we give it the right stuff. And mm. at that time, genetics were uh, genetics was just being started to be studied. And uh, I was learning about how we can affect how our genes express themselves. You know, it's called epigenetics now, yes. but that was yes. pretty fascinating to me. And I decided I wanted to go into something else besides treating the problem. Prevention is a big uh, deal. We can, uh, I see. we can prolong our lives, prolong our health, prolong our happiness, you know, with just basic taking good care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the leadership part, though, comes into play as well, because I started leadership really early on, very soon after uh, graduating college, I got a great opportunity to work for the Department of Defense. I want to ask you a little more about working for the DOD. But yeah, we, okay. I want to take a quick break. We got our first break oh, of the show. Break time. And then, Sorry. And, no, 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 no problem. And then when we come back, I want to I want to dive into kind of the DOD stuff and kind of how that leadership side of things got developed. And then we'll, we'll really dig into to you know your main body of work. Okay. Sure thing. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I see uh, uh, Hisham is also on the, on the Facebook Live. Thank you, Hisham. Welcome to the show. Um, so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook Live. And we will be right back after this. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very pleased you're all here with me today. Please stay with us. We've got a great show. We're talking with Lucy Gable all about um, health, uh, leadership, and sort of the impact of taking care of ourselves has when we're working with other people. Um, so Lucy, we started to talk about the opportunity to, to work at the Department of Defense. Now you, you were an East Coast girl, right? You, you, you grew up on the East Coast. How did you uh, find yourself working at the Department of Defense? Uh, yes, New York, as a matter of fact, Sam. Ah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that's a bit of a, uh, another story, but I, I had someone who knew somebody, I'll say it like that. And uh, they thought I was perfect for the job. Funny thing was, I was actually on vacation in Korea. It was a two week vacation. Oh. A bunch of my friends had been teaching English in Asia. And I thought it could uh -huh. be a cool thing. I, I went over with that kind of on my mind. And then someone uh, who I, a very good friend of mine, uh, knew that there was this job opening at the Department of Defense, and they were starting this big project, opening a health club spa for uh, for the military and their families and diplomats and uh, basically everybody that came from the U.S. to that part of Korea so that they could have some rest and relaxation, and they needed someone to head that up. So ah. I interviewed and I got the job basically on the last day of my vacation. Wow. <laughs> Wow. The last day of my vacation, I got the job, and the, within two days, uh, someone else knew somebody who needed a roommate. So I got the job, <laughs> I got a place to live, <laughs> and wow. there I was in Korea. <laughs> Talk about like, the universe lining up for you. Oh my gosh, yeah. Now that you say that, yes, that, that's what happened. <laughs> and how long did you stay in Korea? Two and a half years. Wow. That, that, 
just that alone, I mean, is such a fascinating experience. Um, and and then uh, you, I'm, I'm assuming then you came back. So then um, how did that kind of uh, cultivate this feeling of, uh, of, not this feeling, but how did that cultivate your dive into the leadership aspect of things? Yes. Well, I came in as a, an assistant manager or assistant director, basically, mm-hmm. to the person who was heading up the whole project. And he left in six months. And by that time, I, I knew I could already uh-huh. do his job. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, so I became the director and I proceeded to grow this project and see it to its first profitable year and uh, work with a whole lot of people, learned a lot about the military as well as the Department of Defense. Mm. It was uh, challenging and rewarding. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so then you came back to the States after those two and a half years. So then what happened when you came back? How did you find your way into uh, your, your, and this was before you had your graduate degrees or after? This was before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was still deciding what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then I, I did go through a few other positions uh, in the private sector, management, leadership positions there. But the whole time I was also involved in health because during college, I had gotten my certifications, you know, exercise instructor, uh, personal okay. trainer, and I loved that. So I was always working with people on the side throughout from then on. And yeah. uh, so I wasn't sure what to do. Do I want to do, you know, go straight into the science, you know, physician, mm-hmm. physical, or do I want to go into the business? Uh, so when I finally arrived, which was, I went to Hawaii next, and then I finally arrived back on the east coast <laughs> <laughs> you, you 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 like to go to all the good places don't you <laughs> i mean hey what's life about right <laughs> right absolutely yeah. i'm with you <laughs> take take that and run with it so yeah. yeah i got to the east coast and i i, I got i applied i decided i guess we'll say to let mm. the universe decide for me what should i do so i applied to both uh johns hopkins and university of maryland college park uh oh. one for science and one for business i got into both Wow. <laughs> and so I just decided I'd do both. <laughs> I mean, people, people have a job when they get their master's degree. So I just decided I would get my master's degree while I got my other master's degree. <laughs> ah, and, and it worked. It, it worked well. Yeah. Wow. How long did that take to get two master's degrees? Three and a half years. Wow. For me. That, that must have been a really intense three and a half years. It was. But you know, it was fun because the our brains like to have different things going on, right? We can get bored mm-hmm. if we just have one thing going yeah. on all the time uh, and it can get stale. So I found that switching off from, you know, science and the body to uh, leadership and management and business was actually really refreshing. Ah, uh, I see. So it kind of kept you fresh because you're focusing on kind of two different aspects of things. So uh, it's like one day you're focusing on organic chemistry and molecules and stuff. And then the next day you're focusing on, you know, how do I motivate teams? So it, it, that contrast kind of helped to keep you sharp and, and on top of things. Exactly. Yeah. I think we, when we remember this, by the way, it helps us to become bigger in our life and, and better mm-hmm. and become yeah, our best I'm, selves. I'm, I'm very much like that. I, I usually am doing multiple things at the same time. It drives my wife crazy because she always is like, she's a real Taurus. She's like, just do one thing, focus on one thing, um, <coughs> which does have its benefits, but I don't think I can ever do just one thing. Um, so, so what happened after you got to your degrees? Like, how did you, you start working? And in, in, I mean, did you start right away working for yourself or after you got your master's, you started working for other people? What did you do? I guess that's another story of the universe working in my life. <laughs> okay. I had a friend um, who knew somebody. <laughs> I do, I guess, because I've traveled so much. Uh, yeah. A good friend that knew somebody who, that was starting a health club spa it was a new concept in Washington, D.C., and that's where I was at the time. And they mm-hmm. were looking for someone, uh, a partner, and mm-hmm. someone that would event- that would basically help them to get the place started, but also bring all the people in and train them and, and set the standards. And so they interviewed me. I wasn't, I hadn't graduated yet. It was the year of graduation. They interviewed uh, me right before that, and it clicked. So I had a had a job, not really a job. <laughs> I had a startup uh, partnership uh, and foundership uh, right when I got out of grad school. Wow! Wow! Yeah. 
Okay. So now let's uh, take things forward um, uh, to you're now in, in California, correct? Yes, I'm in L.A. In L.A. So how, long, uh, how did you come, come from the East Coast to the West Coast? Uh-huh. Let me guess. You have a friend. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that now I'll say at that time I had a boyfriend. <laughs> ah, and uh, okay. I was running my own business. I had already left the, the partnership and started uh, another venture on my own. And my then boyfriend, I, by the way, I had always wanted to live in L.A. Uh-huh. I've always wanted to experience uh, Southern California. And uh, he happened to get a job offer there. So we both decided we would, we would head over. So here we are now. He's now my husband. <laughs> ah, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And my job, by the way, m- not my job, my business at that time was already going online. So I already had oh. clients that were working with me. Like uh, Zoom wasn't there at the time, but, you know, there was Google mm-hmm. Plus and there were, there were other ways that we were working online. So, mm-hmm. um, so I just decided I would try to split the coast and have my business mm-hmm. be on both coasts. And I did for a while. I actually had some, some trainers and some other professionals working for my company at the time. And I ran it that way. Oh, cool. Cool. Okay. So uh, let, let's kind of come up. Well, we just have like a couple of minutes before the break. Um, so all this time while you were doing your own business and, and focusing, what kind of brought this concept together for you of health and leadership? I mean, I see you have backgrounds in both, you've studied both, but, but what kind of, I, I don't know if there was one thing or not, or maybe it was just a gradual thing, but just made it click that like, hey, this is important in, in bringing these two things together is important and there's real value here. Yes, because I was experimenting on it with myself and with my clients after grad school. I was using that information and I saw in my own life and I also saw in clients life, you know, how we have these energy highs and lows through the day. And you hear about it all the time. If you haven't experienced yourself, there's a lot of people walking around tired, walking around with brain fog, you know, and there, and I was thinking, you know, from everything I know, we should be able to not be in that space. (laughs) Mm. And so I, put all of my knowledge together. I ex- worked on it with myself through, through my next positions. I was experimenting. I was helping my clients to do that as well. And I, I came up with um, a good way for people to find out how to work through the nuances of how nutrition works in our lives and helps our mind to be mm-hmm. constantly sharp. Mm-hmm. And I decided, you know, I need to help other people with this, and many more people with this. And so I wrote the book. Wonderful. Wonderful. Great. Which is a perfect segue. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, let's start diving into uh, Eat to Lead and um, talk about sort of why a book and, 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 what, and, and what's your inspiration for it and what's your intention behind the book. Okay, Lucy? That's great. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, and a hello to Sherwin on the Facebook Live. I see you there. And uh, uh, we're talking this hour with Lucy Gable, uh, author of the new book, Eat to Lead. And we will be right back after this. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Lucy Gable, author of the book, Eat to Lead. And the subtitle is Gain a High Performance Edge with Healthy Food Habits. Um, So, Lucy, what uh, inspired you to finally uh, get your ideas down in a book format? Ah, I had been running a class on it. I had been uh-huh. for about six years. I ran an online course based mm-hmm. on nutrition and ba- having a balanced life. And I thought it would be cool to have this written down because mm-hmm. first of all, there are a lot of things that people are, that a lot of the same people, um, right, let me go backwards. There are a lot of things that people are having the same problem with. 
Mm. And I get the same questions over and over. But also there are a lot right. of things about nutrition that really deserve a more in-depth conversation that sometimes mm. you have time to talk with people about, but most of the time you don't. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be written down. And I, I initially thought this will be just for the course. And mm -hmm. then as I got into it, I thought, oh, this has to be for more than just the course. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and I'm curious who this book is written for, because when I look at the, the chapter titles, it looks more like a management book than a health book. Decision-making oh, wow. skills and starting off strong, goals are the most important thing, having integrity and starting your day to win, leading the leading edge of success, balancing your energy through the day. Well, that can be kind of help. But, but it, it's, it's just, it's very interesting. Leadership conversations and the big fat fads. So, so who is this book written for? Mm. It's really written for people who want to be high performers in life. Okay. Uh, but it's, it also, of course, it has a leadership slant. So mm -hmm. we can be leaders, as you know, in many ways and in many places. So it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a job that we're in or a position that we're given. We, we can be leaders in our family and social groups. You know, we can be leaders off and on. Sometimes we right. are, sometimes we're not. But right. there is a way to be a leader that works best and mm -hmm. that works best for the people that you're leading at the time. And, and it also works best for yourself when you're leading yourself to make changes. Mm. So that those leadership skills are good for everyone, uh, mm. for all of us to know a little more about, to practice a little bit, um, to get better at. It, it just helps everyone, especially when we're trying to make a change in our lives, our own lives, mm -hmm. or in helping other people around us. Um, so let me, uh, uh, I don't want to get the, you know, uh, too far into the book because I want people to go out and buy the book, buy the book. It's on Amazon. It's all over the place. Um, but in today's environment where people are a little bit more sedentary, we're not necessarily getting out quite as much as we used to be. Um, you know, we're dealing with this pandemic. What do you feel are like maybe the top three things that, that are important today that maybe people aren't necessarily that conscious about when it comes to health and leadership? Okay. Well, we may know it, but we may not have it at the top of our brains, right? right. So food affects our thinking. Right. It, affects, it affects our, of course, our physical energy, but the energy that our brain has. And what, so it's not just how much we're eating, it's what we're putting in that affects how clearly we think. It also affects our moods. Mm. So research on the gut microbiome is showing more and more that what we eat affects our hormones and affects our brain as well. Mm -hmm. So we really have to, it's worth paying attention to what we eat and how it's making us feel and how we feel affects how we perform. So whether it's at mm -hmm. work or when we're talking with other people, right? Everybody can mm -hmm. probably think back to a time that they were not feeling so great and mm -hmm. it was kind of hard to be there for someone else or even mm -hmm. be your best self for someone else. And you can also probably think back to a time when you were feeling great and therefore you helped others to feel great. Or maybe you mm -hmm. got energy from other people that you weren't even expecting and it was just them reacting to your great energy, right? Mm -hmm. So food really does have a lot to do with that mm -hmm. because food is our fuel. Food is right. our energy, literally. Right. Uh, I'm curious, uh, do you believe in supplementation or are you one of those people who believes like, no, you should just eat properly? Hmm. I, I don't uh, promote supplementation uh, because I feel that first we have to have a good foundation of the foods we're eating. Right. And then if you need it, which most of the time we don't, if we're really mm. getting all the foods that we need and all the great nutrients that we need from food, then mm. go ahead. But as you know, mm. nutrients are packaged in the perfect way for our body to absorb in mm. food. So mm. we really want to be getting most of our nutrients from, from real food. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I've, I've personally, I'm a long time supplement taker <laughs> and, and it, I've been doing it since, I was probably in my 30s, I would guess, maybe maybe my late 20s. And I did it, and I remember initially, I met this couple, and they were, how old were they? 
they were like 70 and they looked like they were 50 to me. And I was like, what's your secret? And they go, well, you know, the basics, but then we've also been taking vitamins our whole life. I'm like, really? And then, uh, you know, I learn a bit about the, um, uh, 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 the nutritional value of food and how sometimes the, the topsoil is depleted and, and you're not necessarily getting all the, 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 you're not getting, let's say, the, the, the nutritional value of a cucumber today is not necessarily the nutritional value of a cucumber 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So I always just felt that, like, to me, the supplements are my health insurance in a way because I don't know sometimes, well, am I really eating enough of this or that? Am I getting enough micronutrients? Am I getting enough, like maybe I am eating enough protein and calcium, but maybe I'm not getting enough vitamin K or vitamin D or, or one of those things. So to me, I was just like, let me just take a multivitamin. I get a little bit of everything. What my body doesn't need, it'll let go of. It, 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 am, am I uh, missing something? I mean, is that not a good attitude to have? Well, I'd say sure, you know, multivitamin, that's probably where I would go to just a, a blanket, something in case you're missing anything, you know, because uh, honestly, when you're reading the book, mm-hmm. you'll find there are a lot of things we need to be eating. Yes. And what most people find is that, you know, after they start eating all the great foods that we need to have every day in order to supply our bodies with the optimal nutrition, um, mm-hmm. there's not really any room for junk. <laughs> so there are two ways that healthy eating works. One is amping up the nutrients and mm-hmm. the other one is dropping down the junk food. I mean, junk yeah. food plays a huge part in making our bodies work not so well. Yeah. So we, and doing that, just doing that uh, can get a little boring for people. That's why mm-hmm. people go on and off diets, et cetera, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It, it's not fun, quote unquote. Right, right, right. But if we know about nutrients and about how food works in our body, which is what I really strive to explain here in this book is the foundations of how food Mm. works in our body. Mm. Then we know why we're making the choices we're making. And we can experiment with that too, because food is a tool for us to use for our energy and for our health, obviously. Uh, And it's hard to use a tool that you don't really know much about, or you don't know all the angles about how it works or what good things it can do, you know? So that's really what I'm also working to give people here in this book. I understand. Do you, um, I've heard, um, I know, you know, a little bit, I run a wellness center and a little bit about nutrition. Um, Do you deal in the book about this idea of low glycemic versus high glycemic? I don't directly talk about it. Because again, I think once people understand, once we understand the foundations of how food works in the body, mm-hmm. then we understand all the rest of those little mm-hmm. points. Those are little points um, ah, that I after see. you've got the whole foundation of knowledge, then you can figure out the rest. Right, right, right. And so that's would, what I think. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going <laughs> to ask if you gave us a broad brushstroke of like, what is healthy eating for like a person in a day? Like what should I be making sure to include in my diet? What should I always make sure to have a little bit of? What should I make sure not to have too much of? Mm. And that's the perfect question that you would need to read the book for. Ah, (laughs) Very good. Very good. And I think you might appreciate this. I wrote the book like a movie actually. And it's also interactive. So I have questions in the book and there's a little bit of a journal in the back that you can take Mm -hmm. notes on what you're noticing with how food is working with your body. And every chapter kind of builds on the last chapter. So Uh it unfolds in a specific order so that the understanding and knowledge in your own mind and your own experience grows in a good Mm way, in in a solid way. Right. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, of course. So everybody, you have to go out and get the book if you want to know the answers to this. I, I have to ask one, one last question before we go to break, because my wife asked me to ask you this question. Um, because she comes from an Asian culture. She's Chinese. So in the Chinese culture, they actually don't believe in eating raw food. Like everything is cooked. And she eats a ton of vegetables. You know, they eat a little bit of everything, but they eat a ton of vegetables. Um, 
how's your feeling about and because i've met people who are like way into raw food and they want like 90 percent raw or 70 percent raw versus cooked food um is there anything around that that you feel is important to to let people know about yeah uh, there's a lot i can give you a quick answer now and if you want to go deeper later we can sure. but basically the research that has been done on food being cooked shows that you really have to cook a food down in order to lose any significant vitamins and minerals. Ah, I mean, okay. so the most important thing about cooking though, is that you, it has a taste that you enjoy so that you will eat right. that food. <laughs> right. And right. we know that certain vegetables after they cook too much, they just don't taste good. They don't right. have a good feeling right. in the mouth, you know? So that's important. Overcooking is bad. A little cooking, not bad. Gotcha. Gotcha. But cooking okay versus having to eat salads all the time. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, Lucy. I just, you know, she asked me, I'm like, all right, if I don't ask that question, I'm in big trouble. So. Hi, wife. Uh, Hi to your wife. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. So we're going to take our last uh, break of the show. And when we come back, um, let's just, talk a little bit more about like what you hope people gain out of the book and maybe what kind of reactions you've already gotten from people like what kinds of responses or what sort of people have told you about like after they've gone through the book like what kinds of changes they made or what have you okay lucy all right thanks sam all right wonderful and of course anybody on the facebook live if you have questions like type it into the comment section of the video and ask your questions now this is your last chance and then i'll get to them i promise i'll I'll read them and we'll get to them. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Lucy Gable, author of the book, Eat to Lead, available everywhere. And we will be right back after this. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Lucy Gable, author of the, I guess, uh, should I say, Lucy, is it the upcoming book or is it out already? Amazon is releasing it on October 1st. Ah, October 1st, so yes. almost out. Um, and and you have a, a special announcement for our audience, for our loyal fans who've been listening in, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. So, even though it's coming out on October 1st. So if you order it today, let's say Amazon will send it, we'll put it in the mail on October 1st. Right. But if you ordered the paperback on Amazon now, which is the only thing you can get is right now is the paperback, then you head over to eattolead.com and you can register with your Amazon um, receipt. Mm -hmm. I'll give you the ebook. You can start reading right away. It's also oh. like a two for one. And mm -hmm. I'm also giving more perks. So I'm giving a, a bonus website with some of my favorite recipes. I'm not a chef. I, I cook healthy, delicious food though. And so mm -hmm. you don't have to be a chef, you know, to make great food. And I'm right. also, I also have a community of support there. So um, it can be more of an interactive thing rather than just a solo read by yourself. Wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, and where do they go? What's the website? Eattolead.com eatolead.com you guys got it right there i'll put it into the facebook live as well um but you've got to do it before october 1st right uh, you can do it all the way up to like midnight on october 1st but once that book is out on amazon my doors are closed for that special ah okay um so what do you hope people really get out of the book like when someone picks it up and reads it um what do you hope what's your intention behind like what they're going to absorb from the book i love that question several things <laughs> of course um i want people to not to find that they can enjoy food and they can eat healthy at the same time mm -hmm. and when they find that they're going to find that stream of energy that they can have. They can make that stream of energy last from the morning all the way into the evening. And they can also have it improve how they interact with others and mm -hmm. how they perform, you know, in their work. 
so they can perform really well, high performance all day, and then have energy to be with their families in the evening, with their children, and uh, be social. That is possible. And if we all have that, what a beautiful world yeah. we can have, right? Right. Um, and and I also wanted to ask, uh, uh, you know, you've shared the book with a few close people. What, what kinds of reactions have you gotten so far? What have people been like telling you about the book? So far, well, because I, I sent, I had a pre-launch and mm. some people, a lot of people, actually 150 books went out before the book was oh. actually on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So people have started reading it, but they're not too far along, probably in around mm-hmm. chapter three. And mm-hmm. I'm getting that they're really excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm going to have to toot my own horn here, but uh, they think it's really great. They're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's coming across exactly the way I'm intending it to. So, mm-hmm. and, and what do you find? You know, when, when people, you know, pick up the book and, and they're learning, they're reading about different habits and how they can, uh, you know, improve things. What do you find tends to be the biggest barrier to overcome or the biggest resistance people have to making these changes? Because it's something, my wife has said this many times, that like food is such a basic habit for us. You know, what we're brought up with, how we are learned to eat as kids is so ingrained in us. What, what What's the most difficult thing for people to overcome Hmm. in my with my book I don't know yet (laughs) but I will Uh, say that with diets in general my book is not a diet book by the way right oh okay to know so with diets in general it's just you know people have to change their whole lifestyle let alone all their food choices it may or may not fit their food preferences it may may or may not fit their uh, microbiome needs or their mm-hmm. physical needs uh, long term. So mm-hmm. it requires this huge shift. And that may be what you're talking about, that uh, it takes us from where we were to something completely different. And it doesn't ever last because of that. Mm. We always want to go back to what we're used to, what's comfortable. Right. Right. So that's another piece of eat to lead is I worked with so many people. I've seen so many people go on and off so many diets. I've been Mm. through reading and researching and and, um, studying all the diets as well. And really we need to start where we are and take a small step from Mm. there and then get used to that, feel how that feels, make some changes accordingly, and then take our next step. That's what I help people with doing in Eat to Lead. Understand a certain area of of food, do a few experiments in your life, see how it works, pick the best thing, stick with that, move on to the next step. And as we know, that's how changes work everywhere in life. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Baby steps. Big believer in baby steps. Because when you take a baby step and you're solid with it and then you move on, even if you slip back a little bit, it's only going to be a little bit. It's not you're going to slip back all the way. Yeah. And when you, so you're not too far when you take your first step, you're not too far from where you were before. So it's not too challenging. It's not too weird. It's not too uncomfortable. It's actually kind of comfortable. Right. Right. Um, And so what's next for you? Like after this book launches and you're out there, um, do you have another book in the works or are you just thinking about, you know, how to really, you know, make the most out of getting this book in people's hands? What, what, what's, what's in the future for Lucy Gable? Well, I really want to enjoy talking about the book and promoting it. This is fun for me and mm-hmm. getting out there and helping other people with uh, the product of my two and a half years of hard work. (laughs) Mm. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to doing more interviews, talking on stage and eventually um, not too long from now, a course is coming out (laughs) about food and leadership. Uh, Just how we discussed how it works today. Um, They work together and uh, I, yeah. So coaching, I'm coaching people individually, but more in groups right now Mm -hmm. and working with some corporations as well. Uh, on the leadership piece, but also on the life balance piece. Mm. Because right now, as you are well aware, now's a time in life that we are, many of us are thinking, how am I balancing my life? Yeah. How can yeah. I make that better? What is life really all about? And what am I spending most of my time on? Right. 
And we also need good leaders in the world today. We need people who yes. understand that balance and promote it. And we can have that. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Lucy, if people want to find you, get in touch with you, what's the best place for them to do? How can they get a hold of you? The best way is just head over to eattolead.com and there's a way to contact me there and find out more about me as well. Right, right. And as you mentioned, like you work with people in groups and virtually, so it doesn't matter where your people are. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, kind of the situation. You can work with them wherever they are, right? Yes. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. I've been meeting people from all over the world yes. since uh, we all got on Zoom in the right. last <laughs> several months. That's one perk or benefit, I'll say, of what's been going on today. Everyone's getting more into technology and, and virtual and it's opened up a lot of doors in, in some aspects if we look at it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, a great tool to use um, to empower ourselves to really be able to reach people. Yeah. So Lucy, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. It's been a pleasure having you again. Her book is eat to lead available on Amazon, go to it and then go put your receipt in over on eat to lead.com and get those wonderful bonuses, get the ebook. Um, uh, Lucy, I wish you all the best with your book. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. It was great being here. Yeah. Wonderful. And of course, to all my loyal listeners, thank you for joining us on the show today. I see we've had a lot of uh, people on the Facebook Live, a lot of people sharing and liking and commenting on the video. Thank you all so much. And just a little reminder for those of you who might have forgotten, I have my own book coming out. So don't forget, it's coming out on November 17th, Everyday Awakening, available. You'll find it listed on Amazon, um, both in Kindle and, and paperback version. And uh, you're going to be hearing more and more about that over time. But I just, just, just in case you forgot, just in case you forgot, I wanted to let you know. So thank you, everybody. Please stay tuned. Coming up next, uh, uh, immediately following us, of course, is Ken Foster and his show, Voices of Courage, uh, followed later this afternoon with Antonia and her show, So Now You Know, at 5 p.m., as well as Graham Dobbin and his show, uh, The Mind Behind Leadership, at 7 p.m. this evening. Thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate you all. Go out, have a great day, a great rest of the week and weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.